No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage. The battle of your business. The battle of your finances. The battle of your sickness. The battle of your shame. The battle of your disgrace. The battle of your setback. The battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, Head Pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20 to 21. It said, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus, to all generations, Forever and ever. Amen. The scriptures declares to us that to him, the him there talks about Jesus Christ. talks about our relationship with the Lord. It talks about our fellowship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Coming to know him as our Lord and personal Savior. So now to him who is able, that is the God that we come to serve through Jesus Christ. God who is able. Say he's able. Say he's able. Now, through the relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, by that relationship, we have access to God. How many of you agree with me? By that access, it tells us of the position of God and what God is able to do in our lives. And God is able to do that thing because He is not trying to do, but He is. He is the center of power and is the center of influence. When it comes to doing, you need an ability to do. You need something to help you do something. You are able to walk because there is an energy for you to walk. If you are not able to walk, you don't have the ability to walk. The energy is not there for you to walk. Are you there with me? You, have, you are able to purchase something because you have the purchasing power to be able to purchase. If you don't have the money for it, you cannot buy it. You may wish for it, but you cannot have it. Amen. So when we say somebody has an ability, it means that the person has authority to do something. If you don't have it, you cannot do it. And he's saying that now, the noun where there means the moment, time, season, now, present. Now, to him, who is able. So who has what it takes to do? It's not begging people to do it, but he has what it takes to do it. Now, to him who is able to do, and not only to do, but there is a qualification there. You can call it a spalative or whatever, but there's a qualification there. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly. Exceeding means that it is not up to a standard, but beyond a certain standard. Beyond the norm. Beyond, are you understanding me? Highly. So, what you might be expecting as natural, he does even beyond it. So, if it is one mile, he can go even ten miles with you. That is exceedingly. You exceeded my expectations. So, when you tell somebody exceeded your expectations, simply put, you are saying that the person has done beyond what you were thinking. And he said that this God does beyond what we think. Amen. That is the God you and I have come to serve through our Lord Jesus Christ. He does beyond what we think. So when we think of him in a, in a, in a small way, he goes beyond another level. So what it means here is that you define parameters for him and he goes beyond those parameters. 
Are you getting it? So, it is critical that you need to have a certain parameters for him to be able to do beyond it. If you don't have anything, then what can you do exceedingly? The word says, now to him is able to do exceedingly. So, if there is nothing for you, what can you do in your life as a seedly? Before anybody can do anything, he needs to have an expectation. Is that not it? Or there should be a command. There should be a need that is meeting. So if he says that, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, it means that there should be something for us to lay before him in order for him to do beyond what we are asking. So it means that anytime we engage God, we have to know that we should have an expectation. He said the expectation of the righteous is not cut short. So now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, take note, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. He is saying that there is something we need to ask and there is something we need to think about. It is in our asking and thinking that it does beyond it. You look at someone and say, you shocked me. Typical African English. Why did you say the person has shocked you or surprised you? Why would you say the person has surprised you? The person has surprised you because the person has exceeded your expectation. You, you never thought. There was a certain thought you have about a person. And the person has done beyond what you were thinking. That is why you are surprised. You will never be surprised if what you were thinking about the person, the person was able to do it. So, in the same vein, God surprises us. But God cannot surprise you if you don't have something in mind for him. God can never surprise you if there is something, if there is nothing you are asking him for. You ask somebody for 10 Ghana cities and a person puts his hand in his pocket and gives you 100 Ghana cities. Were you expecting 100 Ghana cities? So would you be surprised? The person has given you more than what you asked of. And God always gives us more than what we ask of. And the more that God gives us than what he asks of is generated from the power that lies within us. So, the power that lies within us is what enforces that demand that we place on God. And God now comes in and works beyond that expectation. So, it means that every time you walk with God, you walk with God with expectation. It is in that expectation that is where the power of God works. Power can never work in a vacuum. Power works by expectations. So he said that he can do a silly abundantly far above what you ask or think according to, in relations to, in consonant with, in agreement with a certain power that works in us. And that power is our power of expectation. If you have a low expectation of yourself, you will not be able to get anywhere. But if you have a high expectation of yourself, which is not pride, but you are working towards it, that drives you towards that goal. That expectation you have becomes the power that drives you. That is why policymakers will always advocate for you to have a vision and a mission and have goals and objectives. Reason is simple. When you have a vision or a mission, goals and objectives, there is a certain defined channel for you to work towards. So that 
thing serves as the propelling force that drives you. That is what gives you motivation. That is what encourages you. That is what makes you not to fall. You said, Bosa, when he's starting a race, he's looking at the finishing, what his fans will receive, what he will see do. So when he steps into the track, he's looking at the finishing, not the people he's running with. Your goal separates you from competition. But that becomes the power that drives you. It becomes your secret. If you don't have anything guiding you, you do anything. You waste your energy. You dissipate your strength. You get frustrated. Because your life is not channeled through anything. And this scripture is telling us that if you are not specific with God, God cannot do anything. Because God works with a certain relationship to produce that which you are looking for. That which you want him to do exceedingly. That which you want him to do abundantly. So he asked Jeremiah, he said, Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah said, I see an almond tree. Jeremiah 1.11. He said, I will hasten my word to perform. He saw something. Abraham, in Genesis 13, Lord took everything away from him. God visited him at the midnight hour. God said, come out from the tent. And he said, lift up your eyes. He said, for wherever your eyes shall see, I have given unto you. In other words, I am restoring back what Lord took from you. And beyond, I'm giving you more. What is your desire? What is your goal? What's your He said, so God is able to work through that desire in us. That yearning. That vision, that dream becomes the power. I was chatting with somebody. I was, I was shared two experiences. I was chatting with the first person. And he was telling me that when he was in school, when he was in school, he was not doing well. His father looked at his face and telling him that he's the most disappointed child ever among his children. And that he will not amount to anything. Now, if you hear this word from your father, what will be your reaction? That alone will dampen your spirit and that will end you. But he heard this word. And when he heard it, it challenged him. It resonated some power within him. That told him that he would prove his father wrong. And though he was not doing well then, because of that statement, it propelled some anger within him. And he began to push. Then God came in to begin to do exceedingly abundantly. At every stage from that time, he was winning prizes. And today is the pride of his father. The same father is the joy of the father. That is converting the power of converting negativity into positivity. The way you view yourself, that is how you become. So, the essence of power, I'm talking about power, I'm going to dimensions of power. When we are talking about power, power is the ability to convert from one product to another. To convert something that is not possible to a possibility. That means power has the ability of change and transformation. And words have power. Are you there with me? Life is not a comedy. It's a serious business. That looks for serious communication. And serious engagement of minds. If you are surrounded with people who are not thinking right. Pull away from the people. Because your association determines who you are. Because God can never do anything with your life if you don't have anything. We we'll talk of the United States. Talk of United States. How many of you know that United States were slaves of England? 
So Africa was not the only country that was in slavery. Give me a break with all kinds of mediocre thinking and we use slavery for excuse. Can you tell me what is the problem that we have? Everybody is giving his own understanding of what the problem of Ghana is. But what is the true problem of Ghana? So God cannot do anything until you have an objective. You have to know what your shortcoming is and what you are doing to improve yourself. Where does Ghana want to be tomorrow? What is our real issue? What kind of economy do you want to build? Because when we know all these things, then we can find you in the solutions. Whatever we are doing is experiments. We just pick from whatever somebody is doing and want to introduce it. Whether it fits into us or not. Remember, one of the things you should understand is that a tall person is not the same as a short person. So what you apply to each of them is not the same. By their height variations, in the same way with the what do you call it? By fixes. It's the same way you can look at it in terms of their gravity. Their stability levels are not the same. A short person's stability is different from a tall person's stability. So countries are not the same. Do you know why China is making Because at a certain point they pause and knew their problem. And by their problem, they design solutions to fit into their problem. That we want the whole world to see us as a hub of manufacturing. As a center to be able to drive towards. Now we are all running towards that place. Is that not it? Dubai at a certain time paused and realized that for us to stage, we need this solution. This is our problem. Nobody is looking at us. But let's make it a tourism hub. And so they were building consistently towards that. And today, we are going to spend our money there. And even have holidays. Now, they have moved to another level. They are now building health. So that it becomes health tourism. That all over the world, when you are sick, you run there for solution. So progressive thinking is about you knowing what you are looking for and that power drives you towards it. Africa, we are wasting our power. Look at Rwanda now. I'm sharing power. Rwanda is doing better now because after their genocide and their war, a man came onto the throne and realized that this is the problem of Rwanda. And he put these structures to address the problem. Simple. And you are seeing the results. If the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? Everything they throw at us, we want to take it. Because we don't have a definite purpose. And that, I'm using this to situate into your life and my life. If you don't have a defined plan for your life, power can never work in your life. The man by the pool of Bethesda was sitting there for 30 years, solid years. He is only having infirmity. He's not crippled. Infirmity is just like you suffering from malaria or headache. To your information. And infirmity alone has made him to sit by the pool. Pouring, pouring, pouring like the accounts you say, like the tree. 
38 solid years. And he has the audacity to tell Christ when he came there. He said, when I'm, I'm making even an attempt to step in, somebody steps ahead of me. A blind, they're blind. Bible said by the pool, they were blind, they were lame, they were paralyzed. So a paralytic person can she come and pass you and the one who has infirmity. A blind person can pass you and step into the water. Lazy minds always have an excuse. No wonder we all think the same way in this country. Do you even know your challenge? So when somebody comes and waves some small money in front of you, you are going to vote. And they can kill you and you will die easily. Because the truth of the matter is that you don't even know what you are entering into. Look at the desire of our education. Because knowledge is power. And you can never be anything until you understand educational foundations. Because it is that which shapes you. Like I said, the examples I'm giving, I can go on and on and on and give you the examples. Before any country or people can advance, it affects the way they think. And the way you think is shaping in your education. Why should we come out of universities? And yet what we said we want to learn, we cannot even use it. Have you ever sat down to ask yourself? So already your power is taken away from you. Oh, are you getting what I'm saying? Already your power is taken away from you. And anything you can talk about that you cannot implement, you don't have power. So God can do exceedingly, abundantly, far above what we think or ask of him, according to the power that works within us. And that power is the knowledge, the knowing of who you are, the knowing of your identity, the knowing of what you carry, the knowing of your goals, the knowing of your vision, the knowing of the set of objectives you have. That is what will drive you to accomplish. So when you are even tired, you will not give up. When enemies rise up against you, you don't give up. When things become difficult, you don't give up because you see, you cannot be sidetracked because you have a focus. And ladies and gentlemen, focus is power. We call it concentrated power. When somebody is doing transcendental meditation or yoga or whatever, or, or Bible, uh, uh, Bible talks about we meditating on the word of God. Meditate. Reflect. Reflection can only be effective if you are focused. Am I talking to somebody here? What is your focus of life? Ask the person, what's your focus of life? You are not asking. You are, uh, where? where did you sleep this morning? Ask the person, what's your focus of life? I'm challenging you this morning. A lot of us are doing certain jobs or we are doing some things not because we want to do it. But because we are doing because out of necessity. Go ahead and give the Lord a clap. Listen, that is why when you see people, when one person starts selling pure water, everybody is selling pure water. When space to space came, everybody was going for space to space. Now, when pure water was transferred from pure water to bottled water, everybody was going into it. When oil came, everybody was running to oil. How many of you know that the United States has one of the highest reserves of oil? But they are not manning it. 
Because when they made their assessment, they realized that for what they stand for, that can give them the power they need in the world to go ahead. And so they have stayed with it. Oh, when it's gold, we are all running for gold. When it's cocoa, we are running for cocoa. Now it's oil, we are running for oil. Follow, follow. Nigeria man will say. Until we define our priority, our concentrated power can never achieve anything for us. And that is your life and that is my life. It's simple. God can never do anything outside of the power that works within you. So does it even challenge you? It means, therefore, it's a very serious thing. Because he will do exceedingly, abundantly, far above what you think or ask of him according to the power that lies within you. He can't do differently from it. So in the same vein, if you think wisely and act wisely, he would multiply it exceedingly, abundantly. You become wise, you prosper, and you move on. That is a secret. So it therefore tells me that anything I put in is what he will multiply back. He will not give me anything until I have something. So he said, what do you have? The people have followed us all this night. Disciples, he said they are hungry. Feed them. He said, we don't have any. He said, what do you have there? He said, we have two fishes and five loaves, which we got from a lad. He said, bring it. He is God, but he could not call for down for what? Food to come. He needed food. He had two. He had two fishes, five loaves. That in his hand. According to what? The power. That is what they produce. Then he began to do what? Multiply it. Exceedingly, abundantly, far above what they think. Out of that, he fed 5,000 manos, uh, what do you call it? Children and women. More than 5,000 he fed. After that, they gathered 12 more baskets. To prove to the disciples that I couldn't have done it if you don't have anything. The widow went to Elisha. He said, I have, uh, my debtors are coming after me. They are taking my children away. They are doing this. He said, simple, what do you have in the house? He said, I have nothing, oh, I have nothing, oh, you know how women will do it. I have nothing, oh, me, prophet, do it, oh, my husband serve you faithfully. And I believe he might be an African woman. <laughs> and while she was running her mouth and talking, Elijah said, what do you have in the house? And then she remembered, like, ah, but this one, is not important. I have but a jar of oil in her house. He said, go. Because we see, any little thing you have, God multiplies it. And out of that little jar of oil, miracle came. Is that not it? He met a man who was blind from his birth. He's God. He could have healed instantly. But he spat on the ground and plastered and said, Go to the pool of Siloam and go to and wash. The man went there. Power. Immediately he touched the water. His eyes opened. The man by the pool of Bethesda, 38 years, what did he tell him? He said, Rise up and take your mat. I'm not going to help you, but you rise up. Immediately the man's thought changed. That I can rise. He stood. Instantly, power began to connect to every part of him. He walked away from the place. 38 years. Only, the only thing he needed was a change of a mindset and direction. So don't think I'm talking to you about power that I'm coming to lay your hands on you for you to somersault. No. I'm talking to you about power, but even your mind, the way you're process goes. If you can't think, you can't have it. I 
give me this before you come out with weighing. The king gave him a tax. He said, I have this gold that I need to weigh. And give me this, couldn't do it. He went into his bath. And whilst he was there, and the water was coming on him, he was still thinking. Because God will do a city abundantly far above what you think or ask of him. He was still thinking. Analyzing the issue in his mind. And whilst he was engaging his mind, something clicked. Because the water he was in, the basin he was using was overflowing. In his absent mindedness, the water was overflowing. But because he was thinking of it, he connected and said, ah, but I'm seeing this water flowing. Why is this water being displaced? Then he realized that if it's a matter and it's in the body of the water, then the water that is being displaced is equal to the matter in the water. That when you collect the water that is being displaced, is the same as the body in it. And he came out with it. And he ran naked out of his room and shouted, Eureka, Eureka, I found it, I found it, I found it. And the king saw him as great mercy and honored him. Joseph, how did the king honor him? Because he has something that God can use. And God said, there is no, the, the king said, there is no one, Pharaoh said, there is no one wiser than you. And he promoted him. Do you need promotion in life? You cannot get, if you behave like a stooge, you can never be promoted. If you behave like a wise man, you'll be promoted. Because promotion comes to wiser people. And wisdom comes by what you have learned and what you know. And that is where power comes from. Tell somebody power. Tell that person power. If you think life is about sex, drink, dance. That's what the power that will follow you. Anywhere you go, there will be men chasing you and women chasing you. As I told you that the difference between the poor and the rich is not a case. It's about knowledge. And it's called financial knowledge. When you don't have it, you will never have it. Because if somebody doesn't even have financial knowledge and you give him money, you waste it. That's why Jesus said the poor will always be with you. You know why the poor will always be with you? Stop fighting over it. Because if somebody thinks I am poor, you'll be poor. Because poverty and riches is just a state of mind. I said the difference between poverty and riches is a state of mind. I met a man one in South Africa. Very astounding preacher. One of the senior men. One of the things that happened to his life is that he's been the slum. I mean, things were going bad for him on drug, whatever. And he said he find himself in a tunnel, like a tunnel where, I mean, people who don't have anywhere to sleep, destitutes and everything. So he was there. The place was thinking with rat urine and everything. He was also lying among them. He was dirty and he was, are you getting what I'm saying? I mean, if he has no hope of life. Then whilst he was sleeping there, in that tunnel where he was sleeping, there was a little soil in that place and out of that soil was a little plant that has shot forth from the ground and was going up. And then all of a sudden, the Lord is switched on the light of his mind which is the power and then he saw that ah, if in this tunnel where the place is messed up and there is no hope and everything you have debris, whatever, stinking rats, everything, they are competing with human and everything and a plant can shoot up from that place then it therefore means that I can also rise up from this place and I can become better tomorrow and he said, that he realized that it is not about his environment but it's about him or can I say it again I told you power is transformation 
It doesn't matter where you were born. It is not about your environment. It's about your mindset. Because you see, you can be born even in Buckingham Palace. If you have a wrong mindset, you will never be. And you can also be born in Ishona. At the beach. Not wearing anything. If you have the right mindset, you will rise up to become a king. Because even Jesus was in a manger. It's about your mindset. He stood out that day from there. And today he's an international speaker. He's a motivational speaker. When he's talking, you cannot even sit down. He's highly sorted after. Tony Robbins. Or Anthony Robbins. Developing the power within you. Unlimited power. Financial world, whatever. He's one of the top. You can go and Google him. You'll get most of his books free. He said in his life, he, be, he was owing. He was bad. I mean, things were bad for him. He was contemplating suicide. His chest were gone. Everything was gone. He was sitting on his bus stop. While he was thinking about how to end it all. Then the idea dropped into his spirit. And he quoted this scripture I'm sharing with you. When I dare drop into his spirit, oh, that is not it. For what he has gone through, he can use it positively to also influence somebody. Thank you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Awudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. My Lord with you.